When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Excited to be on the podcast with Rick. You know, we're going back to our roots. We're going back to the stories. This is episode 27, two NFL games in one day, Eagles and Giants. We're going to dive deep into the New Jersey Turnpike. Um, but a massive shout out to Anton Smith, episode 26, a Florida football legend. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. If you have heard it, go back and listen to it. We need the views. We need the views. Um, the epic, epic show with Anton. Thank you. Massive shout out. And uh, Rick, let's, uh, let's keep this, uh, this gravy train rolling along. So let's do it. Let's do it. So a lot to unpack here. This is going to be a really fun podcast for us to share our story about, but also for our listeners, I think, to really get an understanding for the complexities that our sports road trips have taken us on. So this one is all about two NFL games in one day, an Eagles game in Philadelphia at 1 p.m., and a Giants Sunday night football game in East Rutherford, New Jersey at 8 p.m. And Rob, you'll definitely recall, but a lot of work went into this. You know, we've attended tons and tons of sporting events in our lifetime, but this one was a doubleheader. And I, you know, use that word doubleheader not as lightly as some sports fans think of, a double header carries a lot of weight. And you and I have been fortunate to have choreographed and been the beneficiary of NFL and Major League Baseball schedules where we've we've gone to our fair share of double headers. It's no walk in the park, is it? No. A lot of energy, a lot of planning. You know, you really have to pace yourself. You know, I I've ran a bunch of marathons. And, and a double header is not a sprint. It is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And you have to balance your emotions. 
you got to eat, you got to drink, but then you can't drink too much. So you got you to really pace yourself throughout the day, but still be able to give it that all when the team scores a touchdown and go all out and hold nothing back. So it's quick first, but at the end of the day, a marathon. Love the marathon analogy. I know how much you enjoy running. I myself ran a marathon with you once in New York and got my tail whooped. So You almost uh, died. You almost died. That's true. That is true. It was close to death, but uh, survived that. We've survived many doubleheaders. It is, it's an adrenaline-charged quest. That's the way I would describe it. Throughout the day, you're going to have your highs and your lows. You've got to be mentally and physically committed to a doubleheader. It's like, it's like Clark Griswold in National Lampoon's Vacation when he says to the family, we're no, longer, we're no longer on a family vacation. We're on a quest, a quest for fun. <laughs> I love that movie. Love Clark Griswold. Don't touch. <laughs> well, Dad, you want an aspirin? <laughs> Don't touch. <laughs> So All right, jumping into it, let's talk about the Eagles. Let's talk about this game. One o'clock game at Lincoln Financial Field. Fun fact about Lincoln Financial Field, it is uh, known as uh, one of the uh, best green, greenhouse uh, stadiums, produces so much energy um, on its own from uh, wind turbines and from uh, solar panels. But moving on, uh, we're, we're going to see the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Saints. Early, early in the season, it's, uh, you know, I think the last week of September and beautiful day. I think I remember it was like 80, 85 degrees, slight wind to the northeast, a couple miles per hour. Oh, um, do you now? Do you? Is that what the wind was? What, what, what about the clouds? What kind of clouds did you see up in the air? You had puffy clouds, but then about halfway through the game, they were streaming. They were like a stream cloud. Um, I, wish, I wish I remembered some of my information i learned in my meteorology course that i could describe the actual real name for those clouds but i'm just stumped on that i, I just wish i paid a little bit more attention moving on so <laughs> uh all right so so we're at the eagles game and and you know we're we're rocking eagles attire in the car so we have the car with us and uh you know the plan is go to the eagles game at one o'clock um, but we get there super early, like we've told you a million times from our, from our escapades. You got to get there early. So we were probably at the Eagles Stadium around like 10 o'clock, decked out in home team gear. Shout out to Gene Potts for the Philly swag. We had jerseys. We had hats. Um, we looked like, you know, true diehard Eagles fans, even though at that time we were not. And I say Rob, because I baptized myself. I'm an Eagles fan. You have been now baptized as to becoming an Eagles diehard fan. I will say it, we've talked a lot about different teams and cities, and the Philadelphia fan base is just so committed, so dedicated to their teams, all of them, not just the Eagles. When you go to an Eagles game, you better be wearing the home team attire. You better be rooting for that Philadelphia squad, because if you're not, it could be torturous. And we saw firsthand a lot of uh, opposing fans getting heckled and it's, it's a big deal in Philly. Yeah, we've joked around and said, you know, it's a death sentence in Philly to wear an opposing team's jersey, uh, any sport, whether it's Flyers, uh, Phillies, Sixers, whatever, you know. But the Eagles are the most brutal by far. But uh, just, just, you know, really get after it. So 
Yeah, um, all kidding aside, do not wear opposing team gear to an Eagles game. Just go neutral, rock a gray, rock a black if you don't want to rock the Eagles stuff. But, you know, just don't, don't show the opposing team's uh, colors because you, you're, you're going to be in for a day, and it's not going to be a good one. All right, Rob, so, so we get to the stadium early, as we've always talked about, and there's a lot that goes into a doubleheader. You know, you've got to get tickets for both games. Uh, the game times have to line up. Uh, the geography has to make sense where you can physically get from one city to the next. We are always decked out in the right team's apparel, and in a road trip like this, you make the quick switch while you're in the car ride. And then, of course, weather's a factor. You know, you've got to really hope, especially when it comes to baseball, that you don't get any rain delay. But for the most part, football, you're just hoping for a, a dry day. And, and we got a picture-perfect Sunday afternoon in Philly. We get there early, one of the first people in the stadium. And then describe for our podcast listeners, Rob, the art of attaining a field pass at Lincoln Financial for an Eagles game. All right, jumping right into it. First of all, uh, NFL stadiums are the hardest stadiums and the hardest fields to gain access to. It's the most security. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the most security. But the Eagles stadium is by far the easiest stadium to get on the field for. And uh, Rick and I have done it tens of times. I've helped friends do it. I've helped my wife do it. My in-laws do it. It's not hard. And basically what you do, is you go down to the lower bowl area where fans are on the field and you know uh, you're by like the 20 yard lines on each side respectively and there's a staircase going down and um, every so often you'll see people come up and they have these little they have these little like wrist not wrist bands but uh, you know bands with like tickets on them and it's real easy to take it off and hand it to somebody and that's what they do these people in the suites they have extra like field passes. It's little elastic uh, bands with a field pass on it. And you can just take it off and hand it to somebody. And that's what they do um, when you're in the suites. Like people will hand it back and they'll, they'll come down and trade spots. So what Rick and I do is we set up about like 10 to 12 rows back. You don't want to be, you don't want to be up on the, up on, you know, first row, second row, as these people are coming up uh, from the field. Uh, these normal fans you want to be about like 12 rows back 15 rows back to really get a gauge of who they are if they look like a nice enough person that they'll let you have the pass and then you just got to ask um, you know most of the time I would say you're operating from a uh, four to one ratio um, just to play it safe for every four people you ask if you can have the pass to go on the field uh, three of them are, uh, are probably going to say uh, no and then uh, one person is, is probably going to say, yes, um, you can have the pass because they're done going on the field. Uh, those other people probably have friends that they want to get on the field. So Rick and I would just sit back uh, at this Eagles Saints game. And uh, prior to the game, we would just sit there and, uh, and somebody came up and uh, uh, Rick or I, I would ask them, hey, are you, uh, are you going back on the field? Um, they're like, no, no, no. And it's like, oh, cool. Can we have your pass? Like, uh, we want to get on the field. And uh, most people are super nice about it. They're like, yeah, here you go, man. All good. Um, so Rick and I just waited our turn. And, uh, and after a couple of asks, uh, we finally got onto the field and we had a ball. Rick, what did we do on the field? What didn't we do on the field, Rob? We basically, other than playing the game, we, uh, we enjoyed it all. In fact, oh man, we got underneath the hood of the replay booth, which was kind of cool to see. 
I remember uh, grabbing a, a camera from one of the uh, professional photographers, snapping a couple of photos on the sidelines. You and I actually uh, connected with this guy. He's a linesman. So he's like, he's a referee. He supports the referees. He's basically the guy that moves the first down chains, the first down markers. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I've actually seen many Eagles games since that day. And I'll see him on TV moving, moving the sticks. And it's just funny because he was such a good guy. I remember we got a good picture with him. Um, I, over the years, though, we've, we've done this, like you said, dozens of times. I remember one game, it was a playoff game during the Eagles' uh, famous Super Bowl run. Uh, I remember running into a guy who had received two Purple Hearts. I mean, two of them. The guy was a legend. And, yeah, you meet some interesting people down on the uh, field. Who's that tall basketball player? I should know it uh, for, the e, uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Joel Embiid, right. He, uh, he was down there one time. So uh, field passes at an Eagles game. It's Rick, a Rick, let me just jump in there. Let me just jump in there because um, people love Joel Embiid. People hate Joel Embiid. I do not like Joel Embiid. I'm going on episode 27 of the Brothers Rant podcast and saying I do not like Joel Embiid. And this is the reason. This is the reason I don't like Joel Embiid. And you know the reason. I know the reason. But I'm going to share it with my fans. I don't like them either, Rob. And if you're going where you're going, I will uh, back this story up because it happened on the Eagles field. I witnessed it. I, to that day, swore I would never be an Embiid fan. And uh, I don't care if the whole uh, thing is true about them, trust in the process and winning a championship. I will never, never support that man for what I saw him do that day. Oh man, it was disgusting. You know, you can picture this, and I'm sure he's had. I'm sure he's had a long day. I'm sure people have been asking him for autographs and all that stuff on the field. But uh, Rick and I watched Joel Embiid on the phone. It looked like he was pretending to be on the phone because he just didn't want to um, didn't want to talk to anybody. And then I, we see two or three little kids come up to him. Must have been like seven, eight, nine years old, maybe ten, and just wanted a high five from him or maybe a quick autograph, and he just denied him. He just pretended like they weren't there. He, like, clearly saw them and just pretended to be on a fake phone call. We all know what a fake phone call is like. You and I pull a fake phone call all the time. We know exactly what that looks like. Yeah, um, he was so, fake phone calling it, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All he had to do was give, look down, give the kids a high five, but he, he brushed them off like, like they were chopped liver. Sorry, you make millions of dollars a year. I'm sorry if you get bombarded at an Eagles game. Go to the suite, have a good time. When you're on the field, you got to show face. You got to show face. You got to you got to dab up little kids. You got to sign autographs. You're the face of the Sixers franchise. So I'm not gonna. This isn't a Joel Embiid episode. You know what, Joel Embiid, he might be a friend of the pod, but I'm not a friend of him. Okay, so I'm going on record and saying that. But moving on, the game. Rick, talk about the game. Joel Embiid has got to come on this podcast and apologize to those kids. He's got to apologize to us. And, and maybe, just maybe, I'll become a believer. But until that happens, Rob, I'm not ever going to get that off my chest. Agreed. But all right, all right. So let's go into this. So uh, on the field, loving it. Uh, the field pass access was as easy as humanly possible. I call it the pass back or maybe for football terms, the handoff. I suggest you Eagles fans and folks attending any Eagles football games in the future, 
look into it. It's a simple move and it's a fun one and uh, it'll be memorable. But the Eagles game was good. It was a beautiful day. Um, sure, it was a back and forth one. You know, you had Drew Brees that year for the Saints doing his thing. Um, what was the final score of that game, Rob? Rick, it was not back and forth at all. We actually, that is one of the only games in the history of the Brothers Brandt road trips that we actually left early. That mm. game was a 48-7 to blowout. Disgusting Ooh. performance by the Eagles. In fact, the, the fans, you, you know, Rick and I mentioned earlier how, um, you know, the fans will really get on you, on you for wearing opposing team swag. Well, on this day, they turned on themselves. It was the most use of profanity that I've ever heard at a sporting event, and it absolutely disgusted me. Um, and they, the fans were just cursing at all of the players on the Eagles, calling them scumbags, calling them terrible people. And it was brutal. It was brutal. And after a while, you and I were like, let's get the hell out of here. Let's go, let's go, up, to, uh, let's go up to the swamps of Jersey in East Rutherford and enjoy uh, a Sunday night game with uh, the Giants and the, uh, the Giants and the Niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you're uh, mentioning that, that does jog some memories. It does um, reinforce why also at that game, I made another pact with myself that uh, if I had kids one day, I probably would not bring them to an Eagles game because the fans were just relentless. They were brutal. The profanity was over the top. Half the stuff they were saying didn't even make sense. And we all know when you're yelling, from the 15th row, even in the lower bowl section, the players can't hear you down out on the field. So it was just drunken, you know, a mess that, you know, I would never want to put a child in, in that environment. And that's the lower bowl. I mean, the upper bowl, as everybody knows, it can be a lot of times more of the uh, ruckus drinking crew. And uh, believe it or not, down there in the good seats, people were over the top. So um, you know, not probably Philadelphia's finest day, but um, still nonetheless, Rob, the first half of our doubleheader was complete, and now we shipped up north for a two-hour drive, as you said, to the swamps of East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium, home of the let New me, York let Giants. Just, let me just plug right here. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to sound like we're going on tangents of bad stuff, but MetLife Stadium has got to be the ranked the 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 worst billion dollars ever spent on a stadium in terms of I, like you know I couldn't agree more couldn't agree more the stadium is uh, just it's not the greatest stadium we'll just leave it at that uh, it's got a unique scenario they have the Jets and the Giants so they've got to host two teams but look what just the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers built uh, out there in LA just beautiful stadium and i think the metlife folks could have gotten a little bit more creative on it but what up everybody sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here but rick and i have to pay the bills so we're gonna run an ad this ad is brought to you by anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. 
You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. That's neither here nor there. We are focused on the triumphant doubleheader where here we are. This is now, this is like what we were talking about earlier the highs and the lows of a doubleheader. You've got to be able to manage the, the, the peaks and the valleys of a doubleheader. And the car ride to the next event can sometimes be that valley. You know, you've got to recharge your batteries. You've got to, you know, do what you got to do. Maybe snack on some food, drink some water, jam out to some good tunes, but roll into that second game, wherever it may be, with as just as much energy as you had for the first one. Exactly, exactly. So we cruise on up, Sunday night game, 8 o'clock. You know, we left the Eagles game around probably 4-ish, um, rolled up, got there about like 6 o'clock. So we want to get in there ASAP because we're always trying to get in there early because I'm going to quote myself and say, Rick, you know, good things happen when you show up early. And, That's right. And we, uh, on, our, on our way in, who did we bump into on our way in? <laughs> I remember we were like dashing into the stadium and all of a sudden we look over and NFL New York giant legend, Super Bowl winning linebacker, Antonio Pierce, none other than Antonio Pierce is just chilling. I mean, he's now coaching. Uh, he's an assistant coach, I believe out at Arizona state under Herman Edwards. I believe that's correct. And uh, he's a great guy, a good friend and uh, listener of the podcast, I, I heard. And uh, he, uh, he was just chilling. I think he was doing some sort of sponsorship, uh, you know, activation, some sort of obligation he had with a sponsor of his. But he was out in the parking lot. We said what up, got a nice picture with him, thanked him for the great memories. And, and then we made our way into the stadium, didn't we? Yeah. Now, Rick, um, going back to Antonio Pierce, listener of the pod, I don't know enough about that to dispute it, but I don't know that he doesn't listen to the pod. So I'm going to agree with you on that. I think he listens to the pod. I think it's a fair assessment. Who doesn't listen to the Brothers Brand podcast? At this point, we're episode 27. We're rocking and rolling. We're grooving with some great content. Unbelievable. All right, so we, we get into the stadium, and now we're, we're, we're early. Like, the game starts at 8, but we're there at, like, you know, probably 6.30-ish, 6.45. We had to get parking. And in, in our eyes, that's late. Like, you know, we're late to getting into the stadium because we want to move around and, and have some fun. Uh, but, Rick, pull, tell, tell the listeners what, uh, what uh, move you pulled here because this was just epic. I'm going to get to the move. I just want to set the uh, tone real quick, too, because and I might not have to do it for our listeners out there who are avid football fanatics. But, you know, Sunday night football, as Carrie Underwood does say, we've been waiting all night for this. That's essentially what Sunday night football means in America. You've got all the day games taking place. A lot of times, you know, that could be as many as a dozen games between one o'clock and four o'clock. And uh, the whole nation is, is watching their team in whichever city they're in. But then Sunday night football, all eyes are on it. National television, uh, everybody's teams basically have gotten done playing except for the two that are about to duke it out in front of millions. So 
Sunday night football just has a cool aura to it. I'm sure a lot of viewers have been to Sunday night football. They know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you know, look into it because Sunday night football is a lot of fun. It's different than a Monday night because a Monday night game, you know, you, people have been at work, things have been happening, kids are at school. Sunday night football just, it builds and builds and, and then boom, you got it. So I just wanted to emphasize uh, how cool a Sunday night football game can be. Yeah. But Rob, so here we go. We pull into MetLife Stadium. We're now walking through the turnstiles. Our tickets have been scanned and we've got good seats. Don't get me wrong. We're sitting, let's call it 20th row, back behind one of the end zones, dead center. You yep. see the goal posts and the extra point and field goal coming right at you. Um, we had good seats for a Giants 49ers Sunday night game. But, but, the Brothers Brant escapades would not be what they are if we didn't push the envelope, if we didn't do some exploring, and uh, if we didn't get a chance to enjoy the full experience, I should say, right? 1,000%. So here's what we did that night, and I have familiarity with MetLife Stadium. I worked for the Jets for many years, and we talked about how MetLife Stadium is not really the bell of the ball. Is that the term, bell of the ball, Rob? Is that what? Is that the way to say it? Whatever she is, she's gross. Right. So MetLife Stadium, real Debbie Downer when it comes to how beautiful stadiums can be, with the exception, with the exception of one place. I make the argument that MetLife Stadium is, is lacking in all facets, with the exception of one area. And that area, ladies and gentlemen, is called the Commissioner's Club. The Commissioner's Club is a rare location inside MetLife Stadium that, if you will, only the one percenters of the world get to visit and get to experience a game in. The Commissioner's Club is at that perfect level. It's it's at that nice height above the lower bowl. It's, uh, it doesn't have field access with it. It's got uh, just that perfect visual, that uh, angle to be looking down at the field. It's right there at midfield, the 50-yard line. And what's so cool about the Commissioner's Club, there's only one other place, Rob, that I've ever been in sports that I can equate the Commissioner's Club too, and it's being inside the Legends Club at Yankee Stadium back behind home plate, those cushy, fantastic, beautiful placed seats behind home plate at Yankee Stadium. That's what the Commissioner's Club is. You walk inside and it just, it just is so perfect, Rob. It's got, you know, mahogany wood, all on the walls, on the tables, everything is just top of the line. There's fireplaces, there's butlers, there's chefs, there's uh, an endless seafood buffet as long as you could possibly imagine. You couldn't even eat all the lobster and king crab legs and the shrimp there. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, so oh, I, th I thought you were going to keep going. I thought you were going to keep talking about the food. 
I'm, I'm going to keep going. I could go all night. I just, you know, need to take a breath there to you know, catch myself thinking about how glorious that spread you were, was. You were, uh, you were savoring the, uh, the butter from the uh, snow crab, snow crab claws. Uh, years later, I'm still thinking about this meal. That gives you an idea of the quality of food. It's not quantity, although trust me, there was quantity. The quality was also there as well. So it's the commissioner's club. They've got these private suites. I mean, tickets have got to be, especially for a Sunday night game, in the thousands. And, um, you know, we, we walked up towards the entrance. It's, it's in a very um, discreet location. The entrance is not gaudy. You, uh, unless you knew it was there, you, you would probably never stumble upon it. And so that's what uh, we did, Rob. We went over to the entrance. We very politely had talked to the security guard who was responsible for part of checking credentials and making sure the proper folk were inside there that were supposed to be in there, that had tickets to be in there. And we didn't have tickets, did we? No, we did not, Rick. You pulled one of the ballsiest moves I've ever seen you pull, and it was just directly to the guy's face. It wasn't, it wasn't anything sneaky. It wasn't anything, uh, you know, advantageous. You just go, hey, uh, sir, uh, after we started talking to him for like 20 minutes, uh, Rick said, uh, hey, um, so I used to work here at the, uh, for the Jets for a long time, uh, for like, probably like three or four years uh, when I was in college and a little bit out. I really just want to show my brother the uh, commissioner's club. And, uh, and, and the guy was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Just show him the club. All good. And uh, that was it. We just walked right in. <laughs> it was unbelievable, Rob. It was that simple. And the guy was wonderful. And, and that's exactly what I did. I showed you the club. I toured you around. I showed you the bars. I showed you the food. I showed you the seating. And, just and the whole club. And showing the club, you know, you, you don't do it justice by saying, hey, there's the filet mignon, there's the snow crab claws, there's the lobster mac and cheese. No, 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 no. You got to dive in. You got to jump into that. You got to enjoy it. So to quote unquote, show me the club, you got, I got a taste test. You got to get the full experience. And that's what we, we did, Rob. We got the full experience. We went from field pass access at the Lincoln Financial Philadelphia Eagles Stadium to the Commissioner's Club at MetLife Stadium on Sunday Night Football. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. I would be remiss if I did not bring up the candy buffet. The desserts in that Commissioner's Club were to die for. And uh, if I ever make it back, I mean, my dentist is going to have to do significant reconstructive surgery because the cavities from that buffet, uh, it just, uh, you don't even want to think about it, Rob. I breathed in near that buffet and I got a cavity. I got a straight up cavity. <laughs> cavity. Yeah, just rocking there. I also did indulge a shit ton. <laughs> you did, you did. Hey, now listen, so... Uh, if I recall correctly, I think that was a closer game than the Eagles game. I think it was a little bit tighter, and then it came down to the end. And I want to say the Niners uh, slipped one out there at the end, right? Yeah, 30-27, the 49ers came to the East Coast and uh, got the W that day um, on a field goal from, I believe, Robbie Gould. Mm, 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 mm. Well, listen, you know what? Uh, it was a great time. You know, the game is definitely a part of the doubleheader. You, 
You sometimes hope you get some great games and, but you got to realize that stuff is out of your control. You can only control really just a few things and the schedule, you know, that's out of our control. We were fortunate enough to see the opportunity on the NFL schedule. We were intelligent enough, I should say, to recognize it and then also to implement a successful double header. It's not easy. It takes work. Ladies and gentlemen, the double header is is well worth it if you're up for it. Yeah, one one hundred percent. And this was a very unique double header, Rick, given that uh, you know, the teams play so close together. And uh, you know, we still have not done a epic sports road trip in the Northeast region yet. We've done one on the West Coast, the Midwest, the Southeast, but we haven't done one in the Northeast, the, a full epic sports road trip, because ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be like a 10 games in 10 days. It's not going to be like a 12 or 15 games in 10 days. Like we're going to see how we can do 20 games in like 12 days or 20 games in 10 days because of the, uh, the geography in the Northeast. So if you guys are looking for something fun to do for a double header, look nowhere else than the Northeast region. I mean, you can shoot all over the place. It's true, Rob. That's right. And I just got excited and goosebumpy thinking about what our Northeast trip will look like. Uh, hopefully maybe in 2021 or 2022, when things get back to quote unquote normal and we can all get back to enjoying games in person but you're right. That's going to be a fun region to tackle. It's going to be a, a fun map to lay out and look at the schedules and see how we can bounce from game to game, city to city. It's, uh, it's the, end, the options will be endless, I hope, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, this podcast, Rob, has been a lot of fun diving into a doubleheader. I know just a little teaser we'll leave out there for our listeners. There was a day, Rob, there was a day that stands out in both our lives as being one of the most miraculous days in the history of our lives. And that was the day we did a triple header and that'll be a, a podcast for uh, down the road, but we once pulled off a successful triple header and we needed days to recover from that. A double header is going to take a lot of energy out of you. I hope you all listeners enjoyed it. I'm going to be signing off here, Rob, for all you listeners. My name is Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Uh, stay strong during this uh, quarantine, COVID, social distancing, and uh, let's get ready for some baseball Thursday night. What do you say? Let's do it. Play ball. Play ball. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.